This is a Glendale Library Arts and Culture program created for and featuring teens, edited and hosted by the teen library staff. Hi everyone, this is Melissa. And Desiree. Welcome to the guest episode of Teen Gen Talk. Today's guest is a stand-up comedian, a recent grad to the Sign Graphics program at LA Trade Tech, and a library assistant at Brand Library and Arts Center. He also is the co-host of a podcast called LA Meekly, which is a monthly comedy history podcast that has covered such subjects as the LA River, haunted houses, pre-Dodger baseball, and a hot dog stands native to LA. So grab a snack and drink and let's welcome Greg to the Teen Gen Talks. Hey. So thank you so much, Greg, for taking your time out, out of your day to talk to us. So we have a lot to discuss. Thanks for having me. So let's kick off this interview with talking about your podcast, LA Meekly. Um, can you describe the podcast to the viewers at home? Sure, it's a monthly uh, podcast. Me and my best friend uh, will pick a subject, like a really broad subject. We'll talk about like freeways or the river or the history of like hot dogs in LA. And we'll sort of break up the subject. There's a lot of history there. <laughs> <laughs> We will, uh, so I'll do my side of it. I might do like famous hot dog stands and he might do, you know, cooks or chefs or whatever, or we'll pick like three and three. And then uh, our podcast is basically, I tell him what I've researched, he tells me and we just kind of rip around and play. Uh, and we've done that for seven years now. We are on episode 80, just came out. Oh, wow. I I actually started listening to your podcast. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was listening to... Um like the, a Christmas one. Okay, the creepy ones. Yeah, the creepy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Every, uh, our, uh, our scary episodes are Creepy Christmas, Haunted Hanukkah, and yeah. uh, we do them every year, and done, I think, seven now, and they're a lot of fun. They're maybe my favorite ones to do. They're, they have the least amount of facts out there, because it's all ghosts <laughs> and aliens and stuff. Yeah. So, like, you're going through forums to do research, and you're like, oh, I, I need, like, a definitive, but there's no definitive, like, there's definitively a ghost here like this, not enough. So a lot of <laughs> speculation, but it's a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So um, when and why did you start the podcast? We started in September of 2013. Uh, we were both out of college. We met in college. I was like a year ahead of him. Uh, when he was done with college, you know, him and I were kind of just floating around for a while and we decided we wanted to work on stuff together. Like we, you know, best friends. So we wanted to finally like do a projects together. So we started stand-up comedy together and then we did the podcast uh, almost like the same time, like maybe a month apart. Um, we don't, I don't remember why we wanted to do it though. Uh, <laughs> we, he listens to, um, there's a, a podcast that we kind of model ourselves after in New York called the Bowery Boys. And they do what we do for New York. And we, we thought that there wasn't one in LA. And LA has a weird thing because everyone's always saying LA has no history. And we, as two people from LA, we know that that's not true. So uh, we decided we wanted to start that. Uh, and we just started doing research. And our first episode was about the LA public library system. And we just kind of, you know, went from there and see how long we could do it for. And we're here now. Um, how long does it take you to gather all the facts and all that stuff? Uh, we usually, usually we take the first week of the month off. And then the last three weeks, we're doing everything. So I, I take a lot longer than he does to research. <laughs> Uh, he, he can read a book like real quick and have it and he'll have his notes by maybe like the 15th of the month and if we're recording on the 
let's say like the 28th, I'll have everything done the 27th. Like I'll just kind of <laughs> read every article that I can. So it takes yeah. maybe about like two to three weeks to read and gather our uh, research and stuff. And then to write the report is usually like a really stressful weekend for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess, like, where do you get your information from? Like, do you have any like uh, top five or something like websites? Right. My, I want to say my top, choice for research is the ProQuest searches on uh, the library databases because they'll have uh, like an LA Times, uh, they have the LA Times search for the, the newspaper database from mm -hmm. 1884 to 1980 something or something, something along those lines. Uh, and if you do a good enough search, you can find really specific information. So that's my favorite. And then just like library books are really helpful. I have a giant uh, Los Angeles encyclopedia uh, from the 80s, so it's incredibly outdated, but it's a lot of really good. <laughs> and then, like a lot of, uh, you know, the internet is. Uh, I'm going to give you the tip. The internet's really helpful um, for research. <laughs> I didn't know uh, that. Like, <laughs> write this down. I don't want you to forget it. Okay. I will. Hard to spell. <laughs> I'll write like a note next to you that says, "Internet." <laughs> internet saves lives. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be the little paperclip from Microsoft Word. It's going to pop up. He's like, have you heard of the internet? Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, like KCET has really great articles and stuff. Uh, Alias, Alley Times, just really broad searches. And once you find out more information, you can kind of dig in harder. And then how do you... I, sorry. I don't, it's okay. I was just going to ramble some more and just say words. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you how do you guys you know pick the topics you're gonna discuss that month? Uh, is there like a specific I don't know thing that you guys I don't know look at? <laughs> not, not really. We have like a I, I want to say a master list, but it's just like a piece of paper with a bunch of topics on it. We know that like so October we want to do a spooky thing, but it can't be the scary thing. So it has to be like Halloween related. So we'll do like candy or we'll do you know, Universal Monsters or something. And then November, we usually do something rooted in uh, like pre-American uh, mm -hmm. LA. Um, mm -hmm. And then December was our scary episode. That's the only month of the year that is like kind of set. Like we have to do these things. But the rest of the month, it's just kind of like, well, what do you feel like doing? Like we'll pick a really heavy topic. You know, we did the, uh, like the riots and the uprising a couple months ago. And then the next month we wanted mm -hmm. to kind of go easy. And every once in a while, we'll throw in an, uh, an episode that's just kind of him and I talking about something that we think about. Like, sometimes we'll just, what movies in LA do you want to talk about? And we'll just go from there. So it's kind of like whatever we did last month, we want to probably do the opposite of the next month, just like mood-wise. So how do you contact someone that um, that you think is perfect for your podcast? Well, we don't do a lot of interview stuff. We have a what we call field trips. And so sometimes we'll go somewhere really important. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to somebody. You sometimes, a lot of times, we uh, they'll reach out to us about a book they've written or a place that they uh, would like to give us a tour of. But other times, honestly, social media has helped so much because nobody really mm -hmm. responds to emails. But if I hit somebody up on Instagram or Facebook, I get uh, responses pretty quickly and uh, more often than email. And I, we we're very you know we'll we'll send them what our podcast is about and we'll say how much we want to go to Bullock's Bullshire or something fun or can you please let us in this building that's abandoned and. <laughs> uh, sometimes they, they will let us and sometimes they won't and sometimes, if they don't let us they don't never write a nasty email about us or anything which is really they write yeah. a really nasty email they don't Wait, have you guys been to like abandoned places no but I really want to 
uh, along the river in Lincoln Heights, there's an old jail that's abandoned, uh, the old Lincoln Heights jail, and it's supposedly mm-hmm. haunted. And it's really creepy looking and beautiful. And I want to get in so bad, but it's against the law. And I'm not going to break the law for the podcast. <laughs> but I'm hoping one day just like, here's my outpouring of love for abandoned places and escorts me in with right. un- legally. legally. Yeah. yeah, no, because like I've seen a lot of YouTubers, they go to abandoned places, but they do it like not legally yeah. obviously and then it's like yeah it's like Shh, don't tell anyone we're doing this but we're gonna you know show it to our million subscribers and it's like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know how you're not being arrested right now right. and you film it but okay yeah. uh, <laughs> but do you have a favorite episode that you have recorded oh boy um i'm not a fan of my own voice so it's really hard to listen back sometimes i always go back to um we did an episode, I, I, I've already brought it up, the episode about hot dogs in LA. Uh, and I think that's when we kind of hit a stride where we started having a lot of fun talks because it wasn't like a heavy subject or anything. And we both eat a lot of food. Uh, I love hot dogs a lot. So it was easy for me to talk. I had a lot of love for hot dogs and I didn't realize until I recorded that episode. Uh, <laughs> but um, we did one on authors not too long ago, like uh, Pulp pulp writers uh and that was a lot of fun research because i there was a lot of there's i did ray bradbury and lee brackett who are two sci-fi writers from lee brackett's from like the 40s 50s and i always interested in her and i never really like sometimes doing an episode will give me an excuse to look into somebody that i was curious about but never had like the like the motivation to go further with uh so like episodes like that always pop up and i think that's a really good one do you have like a, what's your favorite hot dog place since you're a big hot dog oh yes <laughs> No, I'm really, there's a place in North Hollywood called Vicious Dogs, and I, I love it. I'm really big fan of it. It's mm-hmm. on uh, Lancashire. Uh, but I also like, what? I was going to say, we'll, like, put something. Oh, thank you. Like, I the name it. of it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just, yeah, vicious. All, all the facts right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> the calorie count right next to me. Please don't go for it. <laughs> But I'm not, like I'm I'm like simple like I like Dodger dogs a lot I like uh, Costco hot dogs really good and they give you uh, yeah. like a dollar fifty and you get a Coke that's eh, eh. <laughs> put that information up go to Costco <laughs> yeah uh, there's a really great chili dog place in I think it was Inglewood that just closed Arch Chili Dog I, I mean, you can't send anyone there but I'm, I was really sad about it but I did I found out about it doing research and I was like I'd go there maybe. I went there like three times before it closed, but I really liked it. I'm really, really sad that it's gone now. <laughs> picture of me in it. That's how excited <laughs> I was to be there. I mean, my dad take a picture of me. Uh, so are you a big fan of like Tommy's? Because I'm not a big fan of Tommy's, but... You're not a big fan of Tommy's? No, it's too greasy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the appeal. Yeah, I know if that's the appeal and that's why people go, but like... It's not the appeal for me. <laughs> I've heard a lot of stories. This has never happened to me, but I hear a lot of stories about people who take other people to Tommy's who've never been. And when they're ordering, they're like, oh, yeah, don't hold like hold the chili. And everyone reacts like people in line, people taking the money, people cooking. Everyone's like, what do you that's why you come here is for the chili. Why would you not get chili? <laughs> that yeah, would be very like, great. <laughs> like, very light chili, <laughs> like very light. Yeah, like you can't be dripping. I made a movement with my hands, like a no movement, but I didn't mean that. Sorry, that's <laughs> very. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
can you make my patty smell like it's been near chili, but don't put any chili right. on it? Exactly. Like, I just want to say it's from Tommy's, but <laughs> you can't tell it's from Tommy's. Exactly. It's secret Tommy's. Don't tell yeah. anybody. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Except like the people watching. The yeah. Know you and Desiree. Yeah. And we're secretly judging you a little. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can tell. I, I'm looking at both of you guys and you're like, <laughs> like, like, I'm just going to let her t- keep talking. <laughs> I went like way off topic and then I, I was like where is it is this, there this is my podcast by the way is we'll talk about something and then we'll we'll find ourselves three tangents down the line and like I don't remember what sentence we were on we're gonna have to right. start from the beginning yeah. yeah um I guess going back to you mentioned um stand-up comedy have you always wanted to do comedy was has comedy some, been a part of your life since you were like little funny stuff has been uh, like, I, like, I was kind of obsessed with things that were funny. Like, I watch a lot of The Simpsons. I find that now that it's on Disney Plus and I sh- my girlfriend's watching it, I'm like, how old was I when I started watching this adult show? Like, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I think that I was in elementary school, which means I was like nine, reciting this joke about Australia. And that's season like six. And I'm like, oh, I watched a lot of this. Maybe inappropriate show. Uh I saw my friend do comedy when I was stand up when I was like 19. Uh, and that's when it dawned on me, like, oh, did I always want to do this? Because I am watching my friend and I think that I'd be really good at it. And it still took another nine years for me to try it <laughs> because I was so nervous <laughs> about public speaking. And I was trying to write jokes for him and he was like, no, get this, go up there. Uh, but I, I, I did uh, eventually. But yeah, I, I guess I always wanted, I liked, I wanted to be funny. I know that much, but stand up mm-hmm. was not a thing. It was like, had my target set on. Yeah. So what were some of the, where have you done stand-up comedy? Like, what are some of the places that you've done stand-up comedy? Nowhere big. Probably the biggest show was Flappers in Burbank, which is not that big. If they hear me say that, I'll never go back again. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) like, the Lyric Hyperion in in Los Feliz is a a pretty nice theater right now. And I performed there a couple times. And a lot of friends shows at different bars and little venues in, like, Hollywood. yeah, yeah. No, we're too big, but I've been consistently booked for the last like couple of years. So I'm pretty happy. That's cool. So, are you? I guess like, are you a self-taught comedian, or are you, did you take classes, or like? Yeah, I, I was self-taught. I I would make fun of classes a lot. Then I would meet people who started and weren't good and took a class and got way better. And now I'm like, oh, maybe classes are good. I don't know. Uh, I I th- I think that they they don't teach you how to be funny. They teach you techniques of public mm-hmm. speaking, and that's so essential. Because I learned on my own. And I want to say like the first four years of comedy, I, I was just learning and you have to learn in front of everybody. And that's really hard. And that's yeah. enough to scare people away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I learned from going to shows all the time and mm-hmm. kind of learning, like what, how you, the etiquette and, you know, what, what works and what doesn't. Yeah. The only thing I probably taught myself in my life was that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so going back to LA Meekly, um, has COVID affected the podcast in any way? Yeah, yeah, we we would meet. Uh, there's a certain school that uh, in the valley that leaves its store open, uh, and we would go in there to record, uh, and that was our kind of recording booth because we don't really have a place where we can record. Mm-hmm. There's no sound, so we would use that school often. Um, and now because of COVID, the first COVID episode we recorded in a park and my co-host Daniel 
Uh, I, jo we, I joke with him, but he's kind of obsessed with sound quality. Like he needs it to be perfectly like no cars in the background, <laughs> no birds, no, uh, they have no echoes. Like, he doesn't like any of that. He's obsessive about that. And so recording in a park, uh, it, it was difficult. Oh. There were people walking up to us like the third week of quarantine and like, what's this? And we had to like push them away and there's dogs running over. Uh, <laughs> it's been though, I think we've done like four episodes and we record in his parking spaces of his apartment about like a space apart like a parking space mm -hmm. in between and that's way more comfortable and I, I don't know how to tell him that I don't ever want to go back to that school to record because I show up <laughs> in my truck and I can I record in a chair in the bed of my truck with no shoes on and I'm so comfortable and it's half the yeah. distance uh so that that's put a, a damper on things we had like a show too that we were like really excited for the Comedy Central stage in mm -hmm. like South Hollywood we we're going to perform there uh in April and then we had to call that off uh, so like little things, you know, we, we, we had built up a good momentum for the year and then we had a kind of mm -hmm. call it. I guess like one more question too, like how about the podcast is like, how do you guys like keep the consistency? You know what I mean? Cause I think like for me, like I've done YouTube and I think like with my group of friends, we lack that consistency. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess like, yeah, this is probably like a selfish question. It's more like, yes. tell me your, your tips. But, um, how do you, yeah, how do you keep that consistency and like that momentum, even with like things happening in your lives and like, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff? We were, he, my, more than me, Daniel is a real stickler for work and schedules. And he's the kind of person that like, I said, we're going to meet on the third and we're meeting on the third and it's going to be released <laughs> on the fifth. And that kind of like can be annoying, not calling him annoying or anything, but yeah. uh, it, it's like that work ethic is like so uh, essential to like building because we've gotten so much better. And if we had kind of lagged at the beginning, we never would have found out how good we could get. Mm -hmm. um, so like, just setting a date like you know when we first started maybe the first year it was like well we'll release an episode every month uh but it was kind of like the fourth or the 19th or and that that itself was like too much for us to kind of it gave us too much room to be lazy so we said like the first of the month no matter what it comes out like the you know no matter what every day we post on instagram even if we don't like the post we still post every day like making it your job uh sounds not fun at all but that's the only way that you get good at anything is making mm -hmm. the thing you your your job that no one's going to pay you for for 10 years yeah really good. boring answer sorry no 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 no, <laughs> no yeah we're um, like absorbing everything you're saying yeah. <laughs> now that we have gotten to know about your podcast la meekly let's dive in behind the scenes what pro program do you use to like um for your podcasts uh for programming to record we use audacity which is free and it's never really given us a problem I and mean, maybe at first it gave us a problem until we figured out channels and all that stuff eventually we got a mixer and it like saved the day but to edit we use uh adobe audition like we run it through a layer of that and then to chop it up we use premiere pro um which i had to write down because i don't do any of the editing i refuse um <laughs> do it uh but yeah no we we scored on some adobe stuff so we we're um we use that and it's never really given us a problem once something doesn't give you a problem you stick with it till it gives right. you a problem then you yeah. toss it out the time will work um what were the steps that you guys took to start the podcast well we, we i think probably like one of the most essential things was was trying to figure out how, like our format like we kind of didn't know what we wanted to do at first and that changed over time but when we first started you know, you write a report, I write a report, and it'll be a, a, you know, back and forth, not too serious and very loose and stuff. That was probably the first step. 
And then like, there's a lot of research online, like about luckily, like, you know, there's stuff like Reddit will just have like a list of everything that you need to start. So, you know, once we started buying everything and downloading programs and figuring out uh, stuff it, at that point, it was just nerves. It was just like, Oh, I'm going to record something and put it on the internet. What's like, how are we going to do that? That was another big, it's all like psychological stuff like that, that can really keep you from doing anything. But stepwise, like, you know, the internet's full of, lists about what can help you mm -hmm. what's cheap where to buy stuff you know we started with one of those like usb uh snowball microphones and like we'd have to lean in each time one of us talked and if we had a riff we'd have to like no you go uh and then we graduated to like better more professional microphones that run through a mixer and then into my laptop and that way we can have a station so we can you know now there's two recordings happening at once mm -hmm. uh that, that that helped a lot that that made it a lot more looser and we didn't have to worry so much about like how's this going to sound later we could just mm -hmm. record it fun how did you know it was like time to upgrade your like equipment and uh mr sound quality was not happy with a lot of <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen to older episodes yeah it, it's very rough and it doesn't sound anything like the, the new episodes sound really really polished but the older episodes mm -hmm. it, it's kind of grainy uh, you can hear one of us, but you can hear you can't hear the other one oh, if okay. I'm chiming in on something. So we did that for a while, and then we were it, we could we could take it for a little bit. But as we started getting more listeners and more attention, we were like, "This isn't mm -hmm. going to cut it." So we, that's when we decided that we needed to make it sound as professional as possible because mm -hmm. no one's gonna no one's give you no one's gonna give you money if you sound like you're recording in a bathroom <laughs> <laughs> on a phone. Yeah, probably not gonna give you money, but if you sound like you know what you're doing, they're probably very happy to help you out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I mean I know your co-host is your best friend, mm -hmm. but how did you know that you guys were gonna like like I guess like mesh well like as co-hosts? I the best answer is that we would annoy everybody around us that would hang out because we would <laughs> when we were in a group we just like like magnets we went to each other and then we would just. That was just our vibe the whole time was that mm -hmm. riff and we would try to we we do that thing with jokes with people that do with baseball bats where you're trying to get the hand on yeah. top like we're <laughs> just trying to one up each other and see who could be the funniest and i have people like that in my life but they can't they they also don't have the work ethic and uh aren't as sharp i don't want to say that that sounds mean that none of my other friends are as sharp as daniel but <laughs> uh <laughs> him and i exist on the same like brain wavelengths and stuff and we mm -hmm. It just, we just mesh and you know uh like any two people that have a good time together and have a good conversation they're like we should record this and put it on the internet <laughs> sorry i just think about like melissa and i whenever we go out we're like we should have recorded because we're really funny we're like hilarious yeah. Yeah. But no one else finds it funny i think other people find it like annoying that's the, those are the best conversations when you're done you're like i can't believe we'll never get to hear that again and right? then like, ah. <laughs> yeah 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 um, so like let's say did you guys ever think of having maybe another co-host ever or you just were like no it's just us two forever and ever <laughs> <laughs> i've hit before because there's that there's another podcast called last podcast and left which is really good and they have three people and it's two researchers and one guy who doesn't, who hadn't done the research, and one guy who's like the 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 balance of three seems to work, but at this point, like I'm scared to mess up with our chemistry. Like our chemistry has worked so far, mm -hmm. and trying something out might derail that. Who knows if we'll ever get back this? So mm -hmm. I, I'm one of those like, 
uh, if something's working, I don't, I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. So yeah, I thought about it before and, and I carried that thought for maybe like a week and then I thought, nah, this is, I don't want, I don't, I don't need right. that in my life. I don't need that extra stress in my life of a third person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know promoting, like, your show and everything is important. What, like, social media platforms do you, did you guys specifically, specifically chose, like, for the um, podcast? Well, when we started, it was most, like, we, I just had a Tumblr page just because I could repost and I wouldn't have to write long things. And I could just, like, here's pictures of what we're doing. And because we didn't, you know, don't, still don't have a real website. But then kind of on Facebook, we were getting a lot of attention, but we, we really, hammered home uh instagram because there's a lot of like la people who love to post fun things on instagram and i I had already got an acquaintance to it you know i was accustomed to it already because i had my own profile so we just started doing instagram that's probably where we get the most attention twitter is you you know if you don't have a good take on something then why be on twitter is my opinion so uh instagram you can post a picture and have a line and then Mm -hmm. get some people and you know get some attention that way that's that's the most traffic we get is on instagram where you mm-hmm. where you can't listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go going back to like Instagram. Do you guys do uh, like Instagram live? And I think like they did. They just released what like Instagram like TikTok, TikTok version. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys? Really? Would you yeah, guys, would you guys do, do that? Yeah. I don't know. We 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 would certainly make a lot of jokes about doing it, but I don't know if we'd ever do that. I I we were talking about doing a Instagram live thing because. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I bought him and I walkie-talkies. <laughs> How fun is this? We can have Instagram Live between him and I, but they don't work because we're in the city and it only works for two miles and he's about 12 miles away. So I just wasted money on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> uh, but we've been talking about different things we could do, but we're also still kind of camera shy and we don't really know what we can do. Uh, like, if we're going to do something, we're going to, like, we want it to be really good and really funny, so we have to think right. about it a lot. Uh, so we're not quite sure where we fit there because we, we're happy just as a podcast for now, but trying to do video content, it's like, oh, I don't, I, what, what what camera do I look at? I don't know. Like, we're still kind of weird about that. <laughs> um, for someone that is thinking of beginning, like, a podcast, what software do you suggest to start with or any tips? Um like I was saying like just do a lot of research online and t- test everything out like if you you know sometimes I've, I've been on other podcasts before where we just recorded from a clip mic hooked up to a phone and it sounded perfect there was no problem so like if you know find out your comfort level uh sometimes you think about you have to think a little ahead of like what I want my podcast to be and then from there you that kind of motivates like oh I need like a better mixer or I need a field mic which is what we one of uh, our devices is when we do field trips, we have a mic that we, or a mixer that we can record on that we take out with us that hooks up to two microphones. Uh, Program-wise, I think Audacity is great to record on and listen back um, if you have a laptop and you want to do that. And then any of the auditing, uh, auditing, editing programs, uh, don't audit podcasts, uh, any of the editing programs uh, from, uh, I'm sure there's free ones online that work is just as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Audacity is really, you know, once you figure out channels and all the sounds and inputs and outputs, it, it you know, it hasn't given us a problem since. And you actually recently graduated from the sign graphics program at LA Trade Tech. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the program? It is a fantastic program. I cannot promote this enough. I've, I've gone to a lot of college, unfortunately, and this was the best experience in my life. It was like a two-year program at LA Trade Tech. It is one of the, it's the second oldest program they have. I think it started in the 20s. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's, the guy's name is Doc Guthrie. He's a teacher. He's 
you know, been doing it since like the seventies. He's it's one, it's officially the last uh, curriculum class you could take to learn how to do hand painted signs. And they, it's, you know, four semesters and they walk you through lettering and drawing letters and understanding and uh, paints and how letters form and everything. And it's, it's a really great program. Uh, it was two years and I was in the middle of the last class, which is a mural class before COVID shut everything down. Uh, but it was, it's, it was my favorite like school experience just because mm-hmm. I was very interested in graphic design, but I didn't want to learn how to do, but I didn't want to take a bunch of classes about how to like layer stuff on Adobe. Like I, I didn't want to do that, mm-hmm. but very hands-on. Like I want to say uh, maybe like a couple weeks into the first class, we were already drawing on easels with pencils and learning stuff. And um, you know, the third, the first day of the third semester, you're already, you're, you're the first day you paint, like you're just painting giant wall signs, giant window signs, you know, you're helping, you're putting signs up around the school. It, it's a great program. Uh, I don't remember what even got me to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, people there would ask me like, oh, so why'd you take this? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I ended up here. <laughs> I have no idea what the root thought was. I'm not good at drawing at all. So I, I, I really don't know where it came from. I think that uh, everything else I do, like the podcast, you know, I went to library school, I, I do stand up, like everything's cerebral. So it's like reading and then writing and output. And I mm-hmm. have, wasn't good with my hands. I wanted to be good with my hands. And I kind of found out about this class and jumped in. Have you made any like signs? Yeah, like, yeah. We, uh, oh, you mean around town? Yeah, like, you know. I was restoring faded lettering at Travel Town in Griffith Park. So some okay. of the things there that have newer lettering, I, I helped out with. So I'd go there mm-hmm. after quarantine because there was no more people walking around. So they had contacted, I contacted them, like maybe I contacted them like a year ago about volunteering. And then after COVID happened, they said, well, there's nobody here. And there's just volunteers kind of scattered through the park. So we worked out a thing and I've been going there to paint uh, some of the old engines and stuff. Um, mostly the, the stuff I did was around like schoolwork or like giving friends like, you know, right. hand signs and stuff. Yeah. Great. Do you think you're gonna make like a hand painted LA Weekly sign? Really considered it doing a sandwich board to take to shows, but we only do like two shows a year, so I don't know if it would be worth it. But it's definitely in that head. Uh, We have a new logo coming our way, which I'm really, really excited about. It's a really Mm -hmm. great art team. Eric Martinez uh, drew us a new logo, and I'm like, I wonder if I should paint this and just carry it around with me and put it in the bed of my truck and be like, I have a podcast. Um, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure yet, but I, I, it, I've, mm, it's cooking. That idea is cooking in here right now. Um, so before we, um, uh, end, we have some rapid uh, fire questions to ask oh, you. Oh, um, so, <laughs> so the first question is, what is your favorite color? Orange. Very into Halloween. So orange is mm-hmm. anything orange. Like, can I fashion that into a jack? I put a mic up to my mouth. Can I fashion that into a jack-o'-lantern? Uh, yeah, orange is my, probably my favorite. It's it's a ridiculous color that doesn't fit in with the other colors at all. <laughs> so, um, what is your favorite fast food? Uh, in and out is probably my favorite because it's the highest quality for the most affordable price. And mm-hmm. uh, just we did an episode on In and Out, and the ethos of In and Out is is perfect. It's every burger special. I always give everyone a smile. Now, as I was reading, I'm like, no one's ever been mean to me at an In and Out before. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I can get a like for. Was anyone ever mean to you at In and Out? I have to know, no. so I can never. Okay. No, I haven't. No, yeah, I've had... you... yeah. Now that you mention it, it's always been like really good customer service. Yeah. Right. In and Out. Eh? Yeah. That's yeah. it's all a commercial <laughs> for In and Out. 
<laughs> yeah, and like no one yells at them either. Now that yeah. you mentioned it. Yeah. Like, I've never, I've never even, I've, sometimes in the seating area, but never between a customer and employee having right. any conflict before. And I've been to In-N-Out a lot. Yeah, I have too. That's why I'm like, wait, now that you mention it, you're right. <laughs> it's like nothing. You're going to get so much contact from people after I said this of like stories about In-N-Out. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, for any LA native, which restaurant do you think they need to try? Oh man, uh, God. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do I have any friends who own a restaurant? Um, uh, uh, God, my favorite restaurants have been closing left and right. I want to say Masa in Echo Park is a really good restaurant. They do deep dish pizza. Uh, we've been going for them to them for different things through the quarantine, and uh, they're really great. I really like Masa. I, I I have nothing bad to say about Masa. It's very. It's got like candle lights and stuff. It's it, mm -hmm. oh, great. I, the mood of it. When we're about when we're allowed to go back to restaurants, uh, you, people will dig the mood. Yeah. But the the pizza's great. Like a uh, deep dish pizza, they're famous for that. And they tell you mm -hmm. when you order it, like this is forty minutes. You're gonna be waiting here, but it's <laughs> so. Um, so, what is your favorite dish to cook? And if you don't cook, what dish would you want to cook? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting better at making ramen through all of this, like the you know the prepackaged ramen. But I, uh -huh. I've learned. My girlfriend taught me. Oh, you know, you throw green onions in there and yeah. top it off with some cheese and maybe put a hard boiled egg in there. So I've been mm -hmm. progressively experimenting, which I've never done with food before. I'm, I'm an right. awful cook. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I wanna see. say I wanna say ramen packages I've been getting better at. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that you could do that, like put you know, like I only I always yeah. thought like ramen, you just put eat it like you know, cup of noodle ramen, <laughs> that's all. But like yeah. I didn't know you could like I mean now like it's very obvious but yeah, I just recently started doing that too. Isn't it weird that sometimes you you need someone to tell you that you could do that before you're right. like, oh yeah, there's no rules to making. Oh, this isn't as pathetic as people make it sound. This is actually pretty good. I can actually enjoy this, and I should. Yeah. Yeah. Like like yeah. I watch K dramas, so whenever I watch like their ramen is like 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 you said like it has eggs, yeah. it has like meat in it sometimes, and I'm like, wow, like that's amazing, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so you can look at a big healthy bowl of ramen like how do they do that but they just added it like it's not yeah. far <laughs> right. I, I know like I always thought it was more complicated like labor yeah, yeah like more complicated labor like but it's not like it's like anything in your fridge throw it in there and <laughs> really really is anything in your fridge yeah and if it, right. if you don't like it it doesn't make the cut next time and it's that simple and I don't know it's like right opening doors for ideas for cooking for me which is like mm -hmm. based on a one cooking <laughs> you don't like it don't put it in yeah right um what is your favorite la historical spot oh boy i really like rock haven in uh la crescenta oh, which yeah. is a full sanitarium uh it's a beautiful beautiful lot but it's a time capsule too because they haven't moved a lot of furniture and they haven't like torn anything out and it's perfectly preserved of its era and it's got a great history really big fan if any you know i don't know if they're still doing tours they should but uh yeah rock haven might be my favorite have you been inside i, I guess yeah. you just yeah yeah well, we I I always a bunch of they were offering tours yeah <laughs> uh, oh. it, it, it great. yeah we did a field trip there which is the first time i went and then we met joanne the link horse uh who's kind of running the i want to say the historical society of or the preservation society mm -hmm. rock haven uh and then we 
we we were luckily enough to find out tours and stuff. So we I I've gone like maybe two or three times to tours, taking mm -hmm. up and be like, look how great this is, look how old that carpet is. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I really yeah. Love Rock Haven. Yeah, I've always wanted to go because I see it outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like that's all I've seen, and I've like you know looked through the, the you're the spooky the girl. Gate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, because I, I think last time, yeah. Like, I've done that because I, I like tell my sister, like, it's haunted. I don't know if it is haunted, but like, I sort of like sometimes want to scare her where she won't want to walk around it at night or when she's home. But like, I'm, but yeah, I'm like that. Creepy person that yeah. yeah. The, the girl that all the stuff happens to in the scary stories. Yeah. That's you. Right. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? Someone moving in there? I've never seen it at night, but I imagine it's kind of it. It it looks like the cover of a Goosebumps book, yeah. So talking about like hauntings, what's your favorite LA haunted spot? Uh, the one that I always love to drive people past is uh, I'll give you two real quick. Uh, Linda Vista Hospital in Boyle Heights is a big hospital. They just turned into an old folks home, and it has some of the most haunted uh, stories coming out of there because they would film stuff there and security guards would quit like all the time because they're like nope nope no i heard mopping i saw somebody walk by, by like a hallway or something so i'm not, not gonna go back uh we did research on a place in san pedro a house that like had a poltergeist uh it was like a really great story it's uh i think jackie hernandez in san pedro that's that's the lady who all the stuff but we went looking one day and we couldn't find it and that's the spookiest thing about it is that i had an address in my hand and a photo and i was walking around mm -hmm. and i couldn't find the house and either I'm really bad at that or the house is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are probably my two favorite of the old spooky haunted stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you, if you could visit any place around the world, what place would it be? I know that the world is really big uh, and there's a lot of beautiful places. I just went to Sequoia, so I know how beautiful the world mm -hmm. is. I really want to go to Chicago. I don't know why. <laughs> around the world and i want to go like pizza and hot dogs i think that's why and like a lot of neon lights like i think i have like an idea of like old jazz being played there so i'm like i gotta check this out <laughs> uh yeah no that's i would say like that or the swiss alps probably is my answer to that two very different answers right yeah like total kind of opposites opposites either very urban or very secluded in the, in the right. beautiful top hills yeah <laughs> So what is something you are really proud of that you have accomplished? Boy, uh, I want to say maybe the, maybe the hardest thing in my life since I was a little kid was public speaking. So stand-up is a really big tip on my shoulder that I, I feel like, I, there's not a lot of stuff that I like, I feel like I earned that, but like getting good at, not great, but like getting, for being able to perform well without being scared anymore is like a huge hurdle that I never thought I would ever get over. Like public speaking, it used to like, you know, I'd get to do a presentation even in college and I would be like shaking and stuff. And I would, I would apologize to teachers after class. I'm like, I'm sorry that that happened to everybody in the class. Like I talked about like a car accident, but like I've gotten so good now that I, uh, I'm pretty proud of like, I can get in front of people right. and it doesn't like break me down. Yeah. Wait, you said you talked about a car accident? No, I, I talked about oh. it like it was a car accident. Like, I'm oh. sorry for everybody who had to experience this. I'm sorry that I did that. Like, I, I, I'd apologize to teachers. And I, like, I, they were like, what are you talking? Like, get out. Go home. Like, so, yeah, that, 
it, it was that was a big hurdle in my life and I'm pretty proud that I shake in front of uh 20 people anymore yeah that's brave you're very brave thank you 21 people also 20 people (laughs) (laughs) um what is some advice that you wish you would have known when you were younger um comfort zones are kind of bad for you uh and it's okay to be scared of something and still do it uh, like all the things in my life now that I have that I'm kind of proud of happened because I had a face of fear uh, of any kind. Like sign graphics, you know, I, I was really nervous about drawing in front of people. And then when you do it, you have to do it in front of it. Like everything you do has to be in front of everybody for you to get over. You have to face the fear head on. You can't like do a sign and put it up in your room. And it's not the same thing. As like I have to do a big billboard like in front of everyone who I think is cool you know, stand-ups the same way, podcasts are the same way. Like you, you have to put yourself out there and just be okay with looking dumb for a while and then you get better and then everyone will forget that you were ever dumb at it. So if you weren't a podcaster, comedian, and I guess like sign graphicer, sign graphic, yeah. Um, what other hobby would you do? Or oh, job, hobby uh, job would you do? Hobby jobby, hobby jobby? Uh, <laughs> hobby jobby. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, Something with bows and arrows. I don't know. Something with archery. <laughs> uh, I'd like to, you know, it's, it's silly. I really like long uh, road trips. I, I'm a big fan of, you know, going. Uh, my girlfriend's dad is a long haul truck driver. And I'm, sometimes I think mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to see the whole country. And you, you get paid yeah. for it too. I, I think I would be bad at that. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like I, I'm one of those nerdy people who's never left home, but I, I like see pictures of, uh like the midwest i'm like wow look at that mountain like i I think that i think that i could have been good at that yeah Yeah. um what's a show that you are currently watching can i talk about a show that i just finished that i can't stop Mm -hmm. talking about yeah i just avatar it's so good (laughs) oh my okay so i watched that when i was younger and then i watched it again and oh my god it's just brilliant (laughs) yeah yeah i I had heard since it came out years ago that it was the best like action cartoon ever. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I, I didn't say like it's not, but I, I never tried it. But now it's on Netflix, and I want to say like four episodes in, I'm like, that's it. This is all I'll ever watch again. I'll never watch another animated show in my life because I want to end this. And I saw the um the the last episode, and I I, I was mesmerized. I saw it like three times, like back to back. It's so good. It's such a good show it about. Is. Love. It's an action show about growth and people. It's so good, yeah. 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 And then they're making um, a live action, like show on Netflix. Yeah. Hopefully it's it's better. Hopefully, yeah, Netflix is doing. Hopefully it's better than the like movie because the movie was horrible. Know about the movie is every single person I've met hates it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, like, it doesn't need a live action thing. It's perfect as it is. Like, right. They want to do that. Whatever fine it doesn't them making live action doesn't mean I can't watch the cartoon I have to remind myself that (laughs) (laughs) um, what artists are you currently listening to uh there's a there's like a new wave band called talking heads that I I've known about my whole life and I've always heard like three songs and I finally like heard an album and I think that they're incredible incredibly good I'm not I'm not uh, hipping everyone to a new band. This is an established band that everyone already loves. I'm just saying that <laughs> and I'm a Talking Heads fan. Uh, and I'm a big fan. I've been listening to a lot of a band called Yola Tango, which is like a 
I don't even know how to describe them. They're just, they, they make really nice music that puts me in a good mood. Yeah. And then a final question. What is a book that you have read recently or currently are reading that you would recommend? Currently reading, I'm only a hundred pages in, but I'm, I'm a big Mark, I don't want to say I'm a big Mark Twain fan. I like Mark Twain as a personality and I like his stories a lot. I'm mm -hmm. reading a book right now called, was it Chasing the Last Laugh? And it's about a comedy tour that he did late in life because he was so in debt and he, had, he owed all this money. So he was known for giving lectures and he thought, well, I'm funny and I give lectures. So they called it like a, like a comedy tour. But I'm, only, I'm reading about like the first four nights so far. And they're so like he bombed so bad. One night, like he was on stage and in front of all these people, and a, a loose dog came up on stage and started barking at him. And he almost <laughs> oh left, and somebody came and got the dog. But yeah, no, just reading about him. Uh, the book's really good. It's ri it's written really well. It doesn't weigh you down with historical stuff about like the era or anything. It, it really like mm -hmm. tells you what he's going through, uh, and it doesn't give a lot of extraneous information, which I really like. It's mm -hmm. just like the the facts. But it's really good. It's a lot of in it's a lot of fun. And I love making fun of old Mark Twain which his book is really good at. <laughs> right. It has a lot of arrested development moments where it's like, it'll say what he thought and then it'll it'll uh -huh. interject with the author being like, no, that didn't, that didn't pan out. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> really funny. So thank you so much, Greg. We learned a lot about you. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to talk with us. So can you let everyone know at home about upcoming projects and where they can, they can connect with you? Uh, you can find us on our very popular Instagram, which has like a, maybe a thousand followers. Uh, Allie underscore Meekly there or uh, Allie.Meekly at gmail.com. If you want to email us, we're on iTunes and Spotify, anywhere, Stitcher, anywhere you can hear podcasts. It's Meekly, M-E-E-K-L-Y. I have to spell that for people when I tell them what's my podcast. And uh, our upcoming projects, we're, um, you know, we, we're, we still have, we're still releasing episodes the first of the month, so you can look for those. We have a huge backlog. Mm -hmm. Interested in that. And I'll be working I believe uh, on a shorter episode for the city of Glendale to help promote or work in conjunction with um, Eric Nussbaum's book, uh, Stealing Home. I think I'll be doing mm -hmm. like a little campaign for that. So, I'm looking forward to that. so you can, if you have, you know, like Ellie Meekly, you can look forward to that through Glendale. Cool. What's, what's oh, Stealing Home? Sorry, <laughs> like, I, you know. Uh, it's a book about um, Chavez Ravine, which is a neighborhood in Echo Park, kind of near downtown, and it was uh, it was knocked down to uh, make way for Dodger Stadium, and it's the story of a battle between the citizens of that area and the city, basically, and Huwak and the Dodgers and everybody kind of against them. And it's a really great book. I'm a huge fan of him. I'm a huge fan of his Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, yeah, thank you so much, Greg. Thank it was you. it was nice talking thank to you. you. Yeah, thank you both for having me. I had a good time. Thank you for watching Teen Gen Talks. If you would like to contact us or be part of the show, please email us at teengentalks at glendalca.gov.